Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. No matter where you are in the world, I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of Whose World Is This? with Junior Renee Bobrun. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, before we get started, if this is the first time you're listening to this show, definitely go back and listen to our episodes one through seven. We are now on episode eight. Very excited. Um, and I'd like to give a special thank you and shout out to people who have emailed us at whose world is this two one at gmail.com. That is W H O S E W O R L D I S T H I S two one at gmail.com. I've gotten some great feedback, some suggestions for the show, some topics for the show, things of that nature. Uh, really, really appreciate it. As I've said in previous episodes, this show is not going to be your normal clickbait commentary where I'm just opining about what's going on in the world today and uh, just giving it to you as if it's holy writ. This is an ongoing conversation. There are going to be many episodes where there are going to be more questions than answers. I'm going to ask the audience a question. And I'm not going to say I'm challenging the audience, but in a conversation, there are going to be questions. There are going to be differences of opinions and things of that nature. I'd like to uh, get an idea of uh, what other people are thinking, not just what's going on between my ears, but what's going on between yours. Okay, so this is not just a platform for me. I may have the microphone, but you out there, the listener, you have a voice on this platform as well. I encourage it. It's the only reason why I'm doing this. If you did not email me, if you did not tune in, I would just stop. And it's it's really that simple. This is about an ongoing conversation. Before we get started with the show, I have a special announcement. Very excited. Uh, We have a sponsor. (laughs) And how this sponsor came about is not because they paid me to say some things about their product or uh, service. Uh, This is something that I use. This is a website that I frequent. And I happen to let them know that I'm doing a little podcast thing now. I'm reaching out to the people around the world, you know, just throwing my hat into the ring. And um, because you guys are so good at what it is that you do. I would like to promote you guys even I don't have much of an audience yet, but you know, if you could throw me a couple of bucks, I'd appreciate it. But I would like to talk about, you know, you know, your uh, site. Uh, Surprisingly enough, they reached out to me pretty quickly. I reached out to their marketing department or whoever and spoke to them. And yeah, so now we have a sponsor for this particular show. And that sponsor is one That is O-N-E-L-A-V-I.com. Now, what is OneLavi.com, you may ask? Well, it's a vitamin and supplement depot. I use a lot of vitamins. I may cheat on my diet, but I do not cheat on my supplements. And I'm always looking to see what supplements are going to give me the edge cognitively, physically. Um, I want to keep my mind sharp. Uh, I, I don't like any mental lapses or any mental fogs or things of that nature. No matter how fatigued my body may be, for whatever reason, I'm more concerned with how sharp my mind is. So I'm always looking to see what, what uh, products I can use in that regard. And One La Vie has a pretty good selection of cognitive vitamins and things of that nature. They have home beauty, home products, beauty products, you know, cosmetics, things of that nature. 
and um, I'm partial to some of the things in their vitamin department, but definitely I would suggest that you check them out. They are onelavi.com. That is O-N-E-L-A-V-I dot com. So, um, yeah, look at us getting all big and bad and, you know, fancy. Have sponsors. Look at us. Anyway, if you've tuned into the uh, previous episodes, you know that I like to title each episode. I give it a theme because it keeps me, you know, in a particular frame of mind and it gives me a frame of reference and I stay on a particular topic. Uh, and this topic is love, <laughs> one love. And the reason why I named it that is, uh, for one thing, just to give a, a, a kudos and a rest in peace to a pioneer, a hip hop pioneer who goes by the name of Ecstasy, who was part of a pioneering rap group named Houdini in the 80s and 90s. And they had a song called One Love. It's a fantastic song. I suggest you go out there and listen. Even if you're not a hip hop fan, it's a good song. It doesn't have any profanity, no colorful language for those out there who are sensitive to that. No need to worry no need to cover your children's ears it's a good song um great group uh, pioneering group you know one of the first groups to go platinum in hip-hop things of that nature you know um but uh the reason why i wanted to bring that up is because uh i think about how we see the world our love hate relationship with our environment remember in our first episode and it's been an ongoing theme throughout the episodes is how we see our world uh who's informed us as to whether or not we live in a hostile or peaceful universe right and i think about let's let's take a moment all of us <clears throat> we and if you live in america in the united states I'm pretty sure this is you know you've been in this position you're watching television and an infomercial will come on and it'll be a child from a third world country and and it's uh and it'll say so maybe some patronly voice will will start to speak and say this child is from such and such a region and they haven't eaten and there isn't a hospital for miles or isn't a a, a, a market for miles and, and whatever whatever and you see this child and who we are whether it's how we how our nature is biologically or how we've been nurtured by our environment the nature versus nurture argument who we are after seeing that says a lot about how we see the world some of us see that child and for a moment we empathize right we feel a, a deep feeling of of uh, uh sympathy we 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 don't want that child to suffer. We suffer just a little bit because that child is suffering, right? They call that empathy, I think, right? We suffer a little bit. And we go, oh my God, I can't believe that, man. Look at this kid. This kid hasn't eaten. What kind of world do we live in where we let a kid? And then, oh, our regularly scheduled program goes on. It's like, oh, oh man, look at that. LeBron just dunked the ball on Kyrie. <laughs> so that moment, we had a moment of empathy. And then somebody else may see that and write down the phone number or the website and call and leave their credit card information and go, Hey, listen, uh, I'd like to give such and such amount. Okay. Another person may do that, pause whatever it is they're watching. If they have that capability and maybe go on their social media page and say, Hey, listen, we need to do better. We have kids suffering. I just gave such and such amount to this such and such foundation. Here's their page. I'm going to post it. I suggest you do the same. And then maybe, you know, that's it. They did their good deed for the day. 
pat them on the back, that was fantastic. Other people may take it a step further and go, listen, I, I'm ready to start a foundation. I may not trust where this money is going with this particular organization. Oh, I don't know what they're about, but I know what I'm about. And I've been looking to do something. And you know what? I'm going to find out what's going on in that country, in that particular region. I'm going to see how I can help. I may start a GoFundMe or something like that. Right? Other people may say, I'm going. My next trip, whether it's with the community organization or if I go online and I find a group of people that are going to this, that organizes trips to go to those particular areas or if it's through a church, I'm going to that place. And others may not feel anything at all. It's just another interruption before they get back to their regularly scheduled programming, you know. And so we live in this world where you have the the apathetic and the empathetic, the malevolent, the benevolent, those who love, those who hate. And oftentimes it comes down to how we were informed about the world, right? Like I look at... um. Mike Tyson, anyone out there who know, know who Mike Tyson is, one the youngest at the time, I think he was the youngest heavyweight champion um, of the world, right? From Brownsville, Brooklyn, rough upbringing, rough neighborhood, especially when Mike Tyson grew up, it was as rough can be, as can be. Um, you had a drug epidemic that was sweeping through New York City, so it was, um, you know, pretty much left a lot of people destitute and desperate and he finds this old Italian guy named Customato who takes him under his wing and shows Mike Tyson love, right? Deep affection. Wants for Mike everything that the world can offer, right? Sacrifices for Mike because he believes Mike has greatness in him, right? So because of that benevolence and because of that love and because he... he of that great affection, Mike Tyson becomes, a, you know, one of the greatest boxers of all time. But after Customato dies, Mike Tyson ends up in the, 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 the hands of a Don King, boxing promoter Don King, who is pretty apathetic, right? Not very loving. Lack of interest or enthusiasm is, what, is how they define um, 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 apathy. Lack of enthusiasm or concern, which is a big word. Lack of concern. It's what can you do for me, Mike? How can I squeeze out every penny from you? And so now the youngest heavyweight champion of the world, under, under Customato, becomes a product of the biggest upset in heavyweight uh, 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 boxing history. When Mike Tyson loses to Buster Douglas, he loses with Don King as his manager, with the apathy of a Don King, the lack of concern of a Don King, not because of the love of a Customato. The love of Customato is the reason why Mike Tyson was the youngest heavyweight champion. It's the apathy and the lack of love from a Don King is the reason why, that, why Mike Tyson lost that belt that he gained previously, right? And I think about this a lot. I think about a world where of this, this an apathetic world. I think of a world where children suffer, right? I think of a world where we have uh, poverty in, in, in one of the wealthiest or one of the richest countries, if not the richest country in the world, where we have the level of poverty that we had. And I'm speaking about pre-COVID, 
poverty, thinking about pre-COVID suffering, COVID, everything that's going on now in our world with diseases and viruses and vaccines, this is new and it's unprecedented for all of us. We're in, we're in new territory. I don't care if you're wealthy, if you're propertied, if you're well-heeled or not. I'm speaking about pre-COVID. I'm speaking about um, when I go to certain countries and I see the apathy for uh, uh, the poor and people who don't have. And um, I think about um, that word love. Do we have enough of a deep affection for each other? Are we tolerating each other? Are we just passing by each other? Are we greeting each other? Are we treating each other with the dignity? Do, when we see another human being, do they really matter? <laughs> right? Do we care that this is another entity, another human being, another, you know, sentient being? Do we really care? Are we, is it, are we dismissive? Does it, does it matter to us at all? And I just want to know where a lot of us stand on that idea of, uh, of uh, I guess you want to call it loving thy neighbor. Does does the life a life outside of your own matter to you? D does the life of of these children that are suffering does it matter? Uh, whose responsibility is it? I think is the question I want to ask, because the reason why I'm asking is because I saw one of those infomercials not too long ago, and it bothered me more than usual. I've done my fair share of volunteering and things it, it came with the territory being a first generation uh, American uh, my mom was constantly sending things back to her home village and her home town in Haiti so I had a bird's eye view of people who didn't have as much as I did um, and I would visit often enough and I've been around to certain parts of the world and this country where people didn't have and I tried to do my part what little I could, the little part that, that I could do, you know. And um, I saw this commercial, and I saw this young, this young kid who didn't have a lot, who didn't look like he had anything at all. And for whatever reason, I thought that kid was me. I, I related, even though I've never been in that situation one day in my life. I may have felt like I was starving or suffering, but I never knew suffering like this child knows. And it bothered me. And I wonder how many other people does it bother to the point where it calls you to act, right? And that's what I'm wondering now is um, the people that feel it the way I feel it or even more I think we need to do something about that, right? I think if you can only contribute a dollar, or only share a person's story, if you can start a little campaign and you only are able to raise 20 bucks or 50 bucks, I think, I think that's uh, uh, more than enough. I think that's fantastic. I think the people that feel that feeling when you see those children suffering I don't think that that's something we can readily dismiss after that commercial passes. I think that's that's a number we need to copy down. I think it's a website. I, uh, I think we need to explore and see how we can help 
in our own way, if we don't want to use that as a portal, if we don't want to use that as a vehicle uh, for contribution or for donation, I think we need to do some things. There are a lot of people that are suffering more than us even in our, in our first world accoutrements that we have here. As, as tough as it is for a lot of us in the United States right now, people are furloughed from work. People are, are indefinitely laid off which is which is very very difficult people are at food lines and food banks and they don't know if they're going to get a job again and this people have died and lost loved ones we're suffering there are a lot of people suffering and i and and trust me when i tell you there are people that are suffering even more in places where if if a tourist doesn't come by if, if the plane isn't filled with people coming into that town that town dies you know you know i've traveled to many many locations in the caribbean and um when i buy a water on the street a water that i'm probably not going to drink because the the bottle cap is taped it's not actually bottled water it's water that the kids found or whatever at a at a faucet or a hose somewhere they fill it they tape the cap and they give me the water and they say one dollar two dollars i give them the two dollars i'm not drinking that water but i know that the way this kid's going to eat today is based on that bottled water so if we don't get off of that plane and get and buy that bottled water or that bottled faucet water from that little kid he doesn't eat when they're at the side of the road and they're selling that little they're selling their little gum and little candy right as soon as you get out of a lot of these airports you're literally right in the middle of the street right in the middle of everything going on the taxis the hustle the bustle the chaos the noise everything and you're out there in traffic and everyone's trying to grab a piece of your luggage to help you right and there's some little kid there is selling some candy on the street he doesn't sell that candy. He doesn't eat. He doesn't eat. You know? And I think about that when I travel to these places. So I give them. Sometimes I say, no, keep your candy. I'm good. You know, just take that two, three bucks. You know? Um, it's a world full of love. It's a world full of hope. It's also a world full of suffering. And some of us that have a little bit more than others, and if we can afford to part with a couple of pennies here and there, I suggest that we do that. You know, I suggest that we um, I encourage you out guys out there, those of you, like I said, who feel it. If you don't feel it, that's fine. Hey, you know, you pass by it, that programming got in the way of, you know, you don't want to see that because you're in the middle of watching whatever you are watching. Fine. But for those of you that who took a moment and emotionally or spiritually, you felt something. I'm encouraging you to. Um, to act on those feelings. And with that, I bid you adieu and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Whose World Is This with Junior Renee Bobron. Until next time.